1: Ever wanted to whitewater raft in the Grand Canyon? Take a pasta-making class in Rome? How about a Chianti wine and food tour in Italy? If you're like me and said absolutely to all of these once-in-a-lifetime travel experiences, it's time you book a trip with Get Your Guide. With over 100,000 options, this is the way to guarantee an unforgettable trip and a connection with your destination. They do the work, and you just keep the memories forever. So discover and book your next unforgettable travel experience now at getyourguide.com com.
0: Hiring is hard. Express Employment Professionals make it easy.
1: Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted and interviewing unqualified applicants.
2: Visit ExpressPros.com to let the pros help you.
1: Express Employment Professionals is your full service workforce solution, connecting you with top talent fast.
0: With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players every year.
2: And they can help you, too. Go to expresspros.com to find the location near you.
1: You guys want to hear a crazy press release that recently came out? Yes. Starting on Monday, February 5th, the hit 90s sitcom Boy Meets World will air throughout the Freeform, formerly ABC Family, schedule at various times, mostly between 10.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. on certain weekdays and early mornings on weekends. The series will be the channel's weekday, mid-morning sitcom now.
0: Whoa. We yes. were on Freeform before, actually, I think.
1: In in the past, we yeah. had, I think, been on Freeform. Or but ABC it is Family. being newly added on February 5th as a sh- new show in their Great. lineup to be airing Monday through Friday and then on early morning weekends.
0: This is the show that never ends. It just it goes, just goes on, on, and on and on, my friends. friends. This is the show ah. that... Oh, wow. It's so true. Not Girl Meets World, but Boy No, Boy Meets World. Boy yeah. meets World. So one.
1: they will be selling advertising <laughs> against you know we've got this show it's called boy meets world have you heard of it where do we could do ads for during that so i mean so that is
2: freeform where we're supposed to then do our new sitcom apparently so we'll go right from so. boy meets world into the
0: new show starring they produce Ryder writer sitcoms. Sitcoms. do they not no no they it's do all like single s- camera stuff really yeah i don't think they do any multi-cam
1: wow well now that it's going to be on free form what are you guys going to do with all the money huh oh never mind there's four cent four cent residual
0: checks I can't wait uh, what are you
1: gonna do it what are you gonna do with it what are you gonna do with it writer Hmm? you gonna buy more
0: books Uh, books yeah I'll buy a book I'll get some more Uh used books and uh, call it a day
2: (laughs) this is my free form shelf. that's good to know (laughs) my
0: free form (laughs) shelf. two books This is, this is the this book is the that, freeform that Freeform bought. Freeform <laughs> this is the book that Freeform bought.
1: Used book. Used. used. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's a
0: used edition.
1: So uh, we got an email recently from Lauren C. And she wanted to say, first off, she loves the podcast. And she loves all three of us so much. Thank she said, you. I have a question, though. There is something I noticed in the last episode of season three, Brother Brother, when the whole gang is in chubbies for Eric's goodbye dinner. When Alan steps over to ask Corey if he wants to say something to Eric, Corey responds that he doesn't have anything planned, but at the same time, we see Sean pull a folded piece of paper out of his pants pocket, and I know, writer, you noticed that, and it made Lauren wonder if Corey did actually have something prepared, and he lied about it. No comment is ever made about what the paper is, and Sean never does anything with it except gesture to tapenga with it, so she just wanted to know what we all thought about it or if we even noticed it from a super detailed
0: fan. Yeah, I think that makes sense that that Corey, that, there were, that Corey had a plan and then based on how he's feeling, he mm-hmm. decides to bail on doing a speech. And then, because then later in the scene, he says, okay, I actually do have something to say, right? Right. So I think the idea is that they're all supposed to say something at some point. Maybe even Sean's supposed to have his own speech. I don't know, but uh, pro- probably Corey. And then the idea is that he doesn't want to do it because he's feeling so abandoned by his brother and abandoned right. by topanga so he's in a horrible mood so he decides not to do it when Alan asks him to and then later in the scene says you know what I do have something to say and does this okay. whole like, goes off guilt the trippy yeah
2: speech. I thought it was just a grocery list <laughs> that, that's milk, my
0: guess eggs. milk eggs celery. things he needs to Yeah. yeah I mean it's it, it, it's it's actually apropos to the episode we're about to talk about because I have no idea what I'm doing in one scene Really? I, I watched it four times and I'm fit. I could not see what is physically I'm at the table with my dad and I can't figure out what my character is doing. It looks like I'm dealing oh. with props and I've, I, have I, I, I can't figure it out. I oh. freeze framed it. I went back. I watched it like five times. I was like, what am I? Do-? It looks like I'm painting something or working on a model. Like I have a paintbrush or a pen in my hand. And then there's this white thing on the table so weird. Still, I have ah. no idea. So, if anybody oh, think, has any idea, when we get to the scene, I'll point see out. that. It at is the okay, wall yes, please okay. okay. yeah. do. Wow.
1: Well, yeah, I agree with you, writer. I think it would make sense. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they. There must have been if it was cor- something Corey was supposed to read or hit what he was going to say. There must have been a line that then eventually mm-hmm. got cut, right? Where it, it was somehow explained why Sean has it or just some sort of like, what are you talking about, Corey? You you wrote this something. That must have gotten cut. I have no memory of it, but I know that you did point out the piece of paper. You were like, did you guys see this piece of paper I have in my hand? What yeah. is it? What do we think it is? I'm sure so, there was a
0: line. I pro- I probably had a line like, Corey, do you want to give your speech yeah. or whatever? And they just cut it in editing. You know, I mean, so much yeah. stuff gets cut Yeah, in the script stage, but also stuff gets cut at the editing stage, you know, sure. especially when things are running long. Because you can only account for so much in an episode and then the laughs and the audience reaction yeah. adds time. So in the edit, you end up pulling stuff constantly, like just little yeah. lines. You're like, oh, that doesn't actually pay off. Oh, it doesn't matter. And I'm, I, I guarantee you that was one of those examples. Yeah, one of those I times. think
1: I think you're probably right. So thank you for pointing that out, Lauren. Welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fishel.
0: I'm Ryder Strong. And I'm Will Fredell.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury
1: Hi, I'm Danielle Fischl from Podmeets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs, and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss, from the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently. So you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. It's 2024 and stress is already
0: everywhere. Deadlines at work! Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic! The world is ending! That's a big jump there, Ryder. Sorry, kind of true. Yeah,
2: well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandys.
1: Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients.
2: And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth.
1: God bless those little Keebler Elves.
0: When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going.
2: So the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
1: Tell the Elves Pod meets World sent ya
2: they're real. I've seen them.
1: Today, we are recapping season four, episode four, Fishing for Verna. It originally aired October 11th, 1996. The synopsis, at long last, Sean's mother, Verna, has returned to town, but she's not quite ready to return home. And Corey learns to appreciate loved ones when the school's beloved lunch lady unexpectedly passes away. It was directed by Jeff McCracken. It was written by Matthew Nelson. Mm. Nelson. Uh, I, am ju- I continue to be amazed by Matthew Nelson's scripts.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, you love I this episode.
1: love it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you not like it?
2: I, this was not one of my favorites, no. Wow. I found this episode wow. really, really weird. Just wow. really, really. <laughs> this is like
0: solid. I mean, I just feel like season yeah. four is firing on all cylinders. And yeah. this one was this just continuing a great tradition very, of like awesome. It wasn't things.
2: bad. It was just very bizarre to me. A lot of really? uh, a lot of the character choices were very weird. A lot of storylines that went nowhere. Um, it was very, yeah, very strict. I, I, again, I didn't dislike. It wasn't like, God, this episode was terrible. It just was very jarring for me. It was very, very weird. Yeah. Oh,
1: I, I cried, first of all, cried three times. I absolutely love, I think, every single moment of the
0: script. Wow. I just yeah,
1: love it. Yeah. I loved yeah. everything about this episode. I think it's a
0: pretty perfect script. I, I think it doesn't... Yeah. There's the no balance.
2: There's nothing was funny in the entire show.
0: No, um, but I don't think so it was intended it was, to. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I it's, mean, a, it's a more dramatic episode, but I thought, like, in terms of everything tying mean, in, I thought it tied up everything, except for the... Um, Frankie stuff. That was like the only kind of slightly. Frankie stuff
2: was, uh, was random I was random out of nowhere. Funny. There was no no nothing for Betsy at all. What? I thought that whole thing was very strange. What? Where there was no, but there's no resolution in any way, shape, or form. Oh, oh no, him one person sitting down and eating breakfast with her of where she's making a ridiculous amount of breakfast every morning with people running out was very weird to me. Um, it's awesome.
0: And that's what the, t- yeah, again, the I, lunch lady
2: i didn't No, i get i got what they were going with it right. it was just very odd all of a sudden the cafeteria being a giant cafeteria lunch room which had never existed before a lot of it was very weird ben wearing a suit to the thing but then not a suit at the end like a lot of it was there were some really weird choices made in this that some of them were very small but really weird kind of like why that uh yeah again didn't hate it by any stretch of the imagination Acting all on point. Um, Blake's amazing. The woman who played Verna was incredible. Uh, I thought Ben was good in the episode, but I thought a lot of the storylines were just very strange. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, let's jump into it. Uh, let's go through our guest stars. We have Mr. Anthony Tyler Quinn is back as Jonathan Turner, but, but don't blink. Was you he? might you was might he? miss him. He's Another in the weird tag. choice.
2: There you go. There's Blake one. Blake
1: Clark returns triumphantly as Chet Hunter. Shereen Mitchell as Verna Hunter in her first of three Boy Meets World episodes. She has appeared on Melrose Place, ER, Charmed, and in the movie Out for Justice. Writer, do you remember working with her or much about her?
0: Um, when I saw her on screen, I was like, "Oh God, she's a good actress." Like, I remember thinking, like, "Oh, I remember looking at this person's face and and loving working with her." But I don't remember anything about her personally if that makes sense so like i have like a i have a sense memory of enjoying being in scenes with her um and and but i don't i mean and i'm sure we got along but i don't really you know no i don't remember her personally it's not the the
2: best it's not the best movie in the world but if you want to see a great performance out for justice with steven seagal she doesn't have a huge part but she's really really good she's Mm. an incredible actor yeah yeah and she's 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 just got the
0: perfect face like you just yeah. the sadness and um she's just she just has this look about her that's it's perfect for verna i mean you just see her in that hotel room in the front and i was like oh yeah there it is that's verna she's perfect it's yeah a really talented yeah. actor yeah and then
1: ethan suplee returns as frankie Stakino. EJ De La Pena as Herman Stacchino, Frankie's little brother. EJ was also seen in Jingle All the Way and oh. as teenager number nine in Some41's Fat Lip video. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, okay. Sure. a music video. And then we have Loretta Jean as Lunch Lady Brenda Hibbert. She was in the movie Speed as one of the bus passengers that are on the brink of exploding. No way! I've That's
2: got a cool. great story about that, by the way. I've Do got you? a great story about that yeah oh
1: please tell it
2: uh, right now we jump we jump you, in okay and do you so, want to save it for a no it's wanna, fine oh, no okay. it's fine so so in speed she's the the woman who's you know on the bus and obviously you know one of the, the passengers on the bus i'm not sure she even has a line i don't think she does and in speed they is bus 25 25 so when we're doing tro we did the movie trojan war uh he ends up my character ends up on the bus for a lot of the night and we did bus 2525 and to make it a synergistic thing they brought her back and sat her in the same seat so in Trojan War on the bus 2525 it's the, it's her That's sitting so there cool. like like she was in speed so i got Which to work with her in the been movie
0: before you shot this, this episode. episode yes so you i think worked so. with her already yeah,
2: before she got there. So I, the, the so second cool. she popped on screen, I was like, wait a minute. She was in Speed and in Trojan War. Yeah, so same lady.
0: That's so cool.
1: She also appeared on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Ally McBeal, and The Shield. And then we have Mike Grief as Mort. He's a real I-know-that-face kind of guy, featured in movies like Liar Liar and shows like Home Improvement.
2: Which one was Mort?
1: Um, He's the guy who is, does the... Um, why can't I think of it?
2: Because um, I thought the same thing at the end. I'm like, which one was Mort?
1: Oh, lunch lady replacement.
2: Okay, but he didn't have any. But he didn't have any lines, right? No, he didn't oh, have, he any. have. I don't have think he says it. anything. They probably cut. He must okay. have. If he's accredited. Yeah,
0: because yeah, I, I mean, thought the same thing. I was like, who was lines.
2: Mort? So yeah, they must have he must have done something and then they cut it out.
1: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Now, before we jump into the show recap, touching on the intro.
0: Hmm.
1: We got a lot, I mean, a ton of emails from listeners, but I'm going to single out one now. David Castor, who told us that the shot of Ben, Ryder, and myself singing and playing guitar in the sky is from a season three syndication promo commercial for Mm. the show, Mm -hmm. where we are all in a band. And Will is also there playing drums. In that clip, I still have my long hair, and I am playing the symbol, And it also has a totally unhinged song playing about Boy Meets World, airing five times a week on Fox. So that's where that little clip is from. Mystery solved. Well, we I remember that mis- shoot. Indication? Yes. For, in, for, so, we, airing, we haven't I know, reached 100
0: episodes yet, have we? I,
1: I think. Yeah, yeah, I don't. We hadn't. I, we must.
0: We couldn't have reached 100 episodes. No, because no. it wasn't until we reached no. 100 that we sold a syndication package. Season so That five. would have been season... No, right? with Season 4, what did we... If no, we season did 24 5 is always 100.
1: Can we... Yeah. L- I actually have the song. Let's play the song.
3: Met a girl on a Monday. Tuesday, I'm dead me.
0: Wednesday, I get the tent show. So Thursday, B's on me. Finally, Friday, I'm free. Boy Meets World Now I'm in high school Trying hard Just
3: stay cool Life is sweet Five times a week When Boy Meets World Starts Monday at 5, 4 Central on Fox
2: Wow, okay
3: But at the start of season
2: four We wouldn't have had that We wouldn't have had that Because I remember that shoot I remember the shoot when we were all the band because I remember I mean, Ryder then sitting like down at the drums and you pl-
0: actually playing. It's the not drums definitely
1: and- from it because my hair is long.
0: It's not so, that your hair grew out. No, of, co- of course, because it's in the. I have
1: bangs. I have bangs and long hair. Did so- you
2: watch the promo or just listen to it?
1: No, I, I've seen the promo before too.
0: Well, I mean, maybe we were just airing five days a week without a uh, syndication package, like some, really? some right, station on, in, on Fox. Fox? Yeah, like, well, Fox wasn't a full network. So Fox would have been, at that point, Fox wouldn't have been, like, they wouldn't have had to pay us as much because they were a a syndicated network. So, you know, Fox was a collection of independent um, networks throughout the country. Right. So affiliates. they could have, we're well, affiliates, thank you. So yeah. they could have, they could have um, had us shoot a promo to then sell to the affiliates that wanted to buy our show for five. Right, uh, okay. You know what I mean? I also think so we, we did two big shoots Package. Cause yeah, there was well, one, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Cause there was one that I wasn't in, that
2: where everyone's in leather. Oh and no! And then there's and then right, there's that one, one that's, too. Yes. No. There's, there's one.
0: There's also a promo that we've since seen that I wasn't in, where you guys are like in a high school and it's like kind of well shot.
1: Yeah. That's Oh, and it's like I, banging on the, the one I was mess. thinking of. <laughs> okay, let's yeah, see this. Yeah, yeah. This is it. And are. it says September 1998.
0: Yeah, that is definitely pre-season four. Look at my hair.
2: And all the clips are just the first
0: three three seasons. Yeah, so they must have put us in front of a green screen on set someday. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think we were technically a syndicated show yet, but they must have. You know,
2: for Fox, it had to yeah. been because they would have if we'd made it to season five, there would have been season four clips
0: in there, and mm-hmm. there weren't. So mm-hmm. weird. All right, so they decided to pull from that
1: right for the for opening this, credits for <laughs> the opening credits. <laughs> great. Yeah,
0: great. But that great. also, great. by the
1: way, it does say in that clip, September of nineteen ninety eight. So that promo clip thing they put together was from September 1998, which is after this, which is after season four.
2: Very confused. It's so confusing.
1: Anyway, that's where it's from, at least. We now know (laughs) it's they we did that at some point. I have a
0: suggestion. Maybe we did that as a potential like opening credits thing. That then got repackaged when we sold into syndication. So in other words, we could have done a shoot on our set for an opening credits that never got used. And then when we sold into syndication in 1998, they decided to use that, that shoot and the clips from that. The only problem
2: is, but the only problem is I remember that shoot and it was not on our set. We went to a stage and actually shot
0: that. So maybe it was part of our photo shoot. Photo shoots. Yes. It was like a photo shoot stage. Yeah, Yeah. 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 yeah, but I I bet you that was repurposed for the Fox syndication package. If it was 1998, because yeah. there's no way you would have no clips from season four by 1998. Exactly. Yeah. Have yeah. we ever
2: talked about Chris Volcare on this show? Do you guys remember Chris Volcare? Of course. Do
0: I? He did my calendar.
1: He's my amazing.
0: God. He's amazing.
1: He Do you was remember his Chihuahuas zero and three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: He's. Con- I mean, he's since passed. I but know. He was. Uh, did he? Ha- he was in an accident.
1: Something happened, I and mean, he was in a wheelchair. He was in a wheelchair. Yeah.
2: Every year we would do our photo shoots, and he was the photographer for our photo shoots. And he would always then pull us each aside and do like one artsy picture. Mm-hmm. It was he was, he awesome. wasn't
0: ever our photo sh- for Boy Meets World. That was Was it. It it was outside. No, that was was all the outside stuff. We were hiring him independently. Like he did work with us as a group at some point, but it was never it was not an ABC shoot. It was something else. And then we all kept hiring him like my brother and I hired him for multiple photo shoots because he was so talented. And his wife was so nice. It was awesome. That was yeah, he was the He was
2: amazing. And I still will stumble upon some of those pictures like, hey, bring a suit. And you'd be like, "Why we we're doing a?" He's like, "Just bring a suit." And then you do some random, like in the mirror or something that yeah. you, he had thought up, and it was just the Brilliant coolest. Still, some of like, the I best know. pictures I've ever had taken of myself. He was so agreed.
1: Cool. He was so cool. There, and his wife, like you said, was amazing. And yeah. zero and three, they're Chihuahuas. Zero and three. I, I
0: love zero do remember three. their names.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was, Great. I was super, super into those little doggies. All right, let's jump into our recap. We start in the Matthews kitchen. Amy is setting out a full breakfast spread as Eric quickly runs down the stairs, saying he has to go. It's his morning to open the store amy points out that she made a big nice breakfast eric looks at the dining table and enthusiastically says oh he sure did then he proceeds to walk right out the door this is really the only thing there is for you to do in this whole episode. yeah and again i'm I'm, i am
2: i am fine with them running out like i i i like the setup of that of that they're just kind of you know bailing on breakfast they're just starting the the store they're oh see i thought i thought this was
0: when i first saw this i was like Oh, this is the most obligatory, cheesy one-off cold open, and then the fact that it paid off in such a cool way. I was like, "Yes, what a yeah. great!" Because like, I feel like a lesser show because there are there are cold opens for a lot of sitcoms that have no connection to sure, the storyline. It's no, like no, literally we like we just have to put some cast and have a one-off joke. And I thought that's what this was at first. I was like, "Oh, this is just like." A Mm -hmm. one page scene to get us in and give Betsy something to do for the episode and the fact that it comes back you know two more times and really pays off at the end I loved I was like oh man this is so so, simple the payoff could have been better
2: yeah I thought the payoff could have been better I thought they're you know
0: I think by the fifth
2: time this is happening, you shouldn't be making 900 pancakes in the morning. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know that they're going to be running past the door. So at the end, for some reason, everyone has three giant pancakes on, on empty plates. But she's eating a bowl of fruit.
1: I know, like, I did see that. I, she had at one point just a giant bowl of cantaloupe. Yeah, and I was like, like you, it, does she not eat anything else? Know, just a lot of it didn't make any sense.
2: She's I get
3: what they were going, going for. Yeah, yeah but it was, it was very petite strange lady. to me.
1: Morgan is the next to walk down the stairs as Amy shows off the breakfast again. A car horn beeps from outside and Morgan excitedly says, there's Tina's mom. She has candy. And she also runs out the door. Then Alan comes downstairs asking Amy if Eric already left because he forgot the keys to the store. Amy pleads, can't you just sit for five minutes? Alan immediately tells her he'll think the store's closed and take the day off. And then he quickly leaves. Corey is the last to run down the stairs and it's worth saying here, I love Ben's new hair highlights. Mm -hmm. His hair, I know we commented on it last episode with hair today, goon tomorrow, but I love his hair. It's long. It's got a little bit of like blonde in it. I think it looks so great. Um, He says, hi. And Amy says rhetorically, you're in a rush and you're late and you got to meet Topanga. Let me just make things easier for you and open the door. Corey smiles and tells her, had a way to think ahead. And then- we're in the John Adams Cafeteria. We see the exterior of the high school with some of that brand new surfer acid rock music we've got for the open play. <laughs> Corey and Topanga are in line for lunch, and Corey grins at the sight of the lunch lady Brenda. She responds, "Hi, Corey, my new little side tiger." Of the set that's
0: never been. I know. <laughs> yeah,
1: but we've <laughs> never shot, seen it. We've seen that side of the cafeteria. A th- yeah,
2: times. you were
0: on stage. We're just at a different level of the tower, dude. Now <laughs> yeah, on. That's exactly. The thing. It's this like, is the senior. These are level the little things that
2: I didn't like. It's where it's. It was just like, okay, wait, we didn't notice a giant half of the cafeteria. Here's every my
0: time question: we Have we it? have we had any hallway scenes? Like, I guess we have yeah, with the hair today going tomorrow was in the hallway. Right. Yeah. It, I just the school is is is, is as uh, we've had so many new sets. Like we haven't I know. had like this yeah. episode. The money. Has, like, we were rolling in dough. Rolling in the dough. ABC yeah. is like yeah. just take it. Just yeah, it. yeah,
1: yeah. Disney had been purchased or whatever. We were like, ah, yeah.
0: Disney bought ABC, and, and they were, were like, like, take yeah.
1: all the money. So I
2: like, am going to th- th- throw something out here, okay? okay, and and we can talk about it. You can call me crazy, whatever. You, but you're crazy. Went, thank you. I'm sure I am. <laughs> something went through my head where if you're gonna do it with a character, this to me is how it should have been done. I, the Brenda the lunchroom lady stuff. I get it. I understand. It's the overlooked person. Totally get that. Makes sense.
0: And next to. uh uh, Betsy if, in the morning with the breakfast.
2: Right, but, I mean, totally nice. understand. Works. That. Totally understand that. But if you're not bringing back Mister Williams anyway,
3: Just kill why Mr. Williams? not
2: have it, Mister
0: Williams? That's killed. That's too. I think that would be too devastating for the audience, wouldn't it? Why? Really? Why? I mean, because oh, the yeah, point so... is, it's somebody that Corey. That it's it, the point is that it's somebody that you took for granted. And I think if it was Mr. Williams, then if we spent a very the special... last
2: year talking about how essentially Mr. Williams was taken for granted the entire time he was there,
0: totally. But I think for the audience, that would actually like the whole point is that it's somebody that that the audience hasn't has 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 not known. No, I mean, like, again, I get
2: it. I get it. they would have to tweak the
0: story. Yeah,
2: But I think there's something more that could have been something super impactful about a character we actually knew a little bit that had been overlooked than well, somebody they're just introducing. Well, for I a think scene.
1: the other thing, too, though, is that one of the tie ins for this, because at first it kind of bumped me a little bit where uh, Corey's like, you know, making breakfast for all those kids, some kind of life. Huh? And I thought. That's a weird assumption that somebody's job is their entire life that Mm -hmm. like her, Mm -hmm. she didn't have any sort of life outside of it. And then in the next scene about it, they specifically address it. Did she have a family? It was like they they talked Mm -hmm. about that. So it ended up not bumping me at all because it ended up being more of a conversation to for this to land as much it really has to be that this person loved it but it was kind of their entire life mm-hmm. and we had already established Mr. Williams as having a big producer job and right. and again it, it would wouldn't, have to tweak you'd have to tweak yeah. the whole story but i just i don't but. think it is
0: the same story it's a compl- i mean yeah. that that becomes yep. about the loss it. of somebody that you know, that that we're not supposed to feel the loss of Brenda. That's the point. Like, as an audience, we're supposed right. to feel s- s- like Corey's sense of like, but I didn't even really get to know this person. It's, yeah. It's, right, a, but it's there's a-
2: two. But, but it then led to, this is the thing, and I get how they, and again, the writing is very interesting how they did this, but it led to something we have yet to see on this show, and I'm not sure I dislike it. It's just there's essentially two A stories, mm-hmm. which is Brenda dying, and then Verna leaving. There's not really a B story because those two stories end up tying in together.
0: Well, but I would say Corey, I would say A A story is Wow, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. They're, they are equivalent, but I would say Corey is in both, right? He's he's right. the leader of both of them, which right. is really good writing. I mean, for yes, him to be I like navigating disagree. two different storylines yeah. is really Two cool.
2: A storylines that then yeah. have to be connected. But it was that's not- why the balance felt, felt a little off to me a little bit because it was, it, it seemed like, it, it's not that you needed to focus on one, but then I would have personally, and I get the payoff with Amy and Alan and all that stuff, but I, there were episodes that I wasn't in. I would have personally... Either taking out Frankie and the little kid, which didn't make any sense, or take out Eric, the whole storyline with Eric and Alan and, and well, Amy and do that Frankie
1: later. Frankie and Herman are literally there only for the misdirect of both times you think it's Verna. Both times right. there's a knock at the door. The audience goes, ah, there and, she right. is.
0: And humor. And then it's not. I think they just need it last, too, because there's no humor otherwise. I agree with you about the balance, but that's. That's only if you think of this as a sitcom. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> ter- but i no, I know. But I'm saying, like, I think this episode is an example of Boy Meets world reaching. And I think you either like that or don't. But I I feel like this is it's it's interesting that Matt Nelson episode. I didn't quite realize that. Um, because I was thinking of it in terms of Michael Jacobs. Um, this is a play. This feels very much sure. like this, and Matt Nelson was a playwright, when playwright. before he, he joined yeah. Boy Meets World. And I think that they were really feeling a, if you think about the 90s theater scene, which both Michael and Matt came from, it was dominated by Sam Shepard, which is mm-hmm. which is sad families sad, in trailer yeah. parks with yeah, Southern right. accents. Absolutely. Like, there's a, there's like, I kept feeling this longing for the show to be this sort of um, something that it. it it wasn't yet, you know, that, that it could be. And I I saw our writers and our whole team, me included, sort of stepping into this idea of like, let's have a stage play. Like, let's have a dramatic mm-hmm. stage play. And it's, you know, it's in her performance in particular. She's carrying it. But even if you look at the way Chet is acting, you know, Blake is kind of wasted in this episode in the sense mm-hmm. that he's not, he's still he do? he's no. doing his thing. He's not doing, right, right. He's not doing right. Chet the way we were introduced to Chet. Chet is suddenly the sort of like sad patriarch of a right. like a Sam Shepard play and that was i was like kind of fascinated by it it felt it did feel a little off but i have to say like because of her performance Blake's performance and like all the stuff with the highway like i feel like it kind of tied together i thought it kind of worked yeah. oh again no, it's I, don't disagree, off, it,
2: I don't i don't like disagree it. but when you when you're coming into a show when you've now got you open with a new character that's dying and a new stage a new set we've never seen You then go to the second set we've never seen, introducing a new character with Frankie's little brother. And that's now the comic relief, this dynamic that we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. There's no there was no um, uh, anchor to the world of Boy Meets World that we knew. Corey. No, but no, no, no. Yeah. I, But but Corey was not in anywhere we'd ever seen him before. Corey's in camera angles we'd never seen before talking to characters we'd never seen before. He's in a funeral yeah. set we've never seen. before. No, I agree. He's it's a the, stretch, but I think it is. works.
0: Like, I would much rather stretch in this direction than like Disney World. Oh, no. You know what I uh, mean? Agreed. Like, agreed. But that's I why think that's, I
2: think then you do some sort of a B story that's still anchored in some sort of comedy and anchored in the Boy Meets World yeah. world that we knew.
0: I think they That's, were, th-
2: I just think it would have helped the balance of the episode.
0: I I, I I know what you're saying, but I think that like, yeah, I think they pulled it off. I think there's something really interesting yeah. about this this episode. I and- also
1: didn't feel bumped by the cafeteria as much as you guys did. I, I yeah. know we've done a bunch. I remember stuff with the bullies back kind of in that corner where at one point in time we did pretend that there was a lunch person back mm-hmm. there. Sure. I didn't feel as bumped I, to me. The cafeteria felt just like normal school like yeah, it uh,
2: felt weird to me it, because again, it's angles you've never seen before. It's Corey and yeah, Topanga, it is different like shots. over the thing. It's all the different, all those different shots. That's true. And again, it wasn't. It's the, like I didn't dislike the episode. It just it felt like a completely different television show to me.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it was one where it, it took me out of it a little
3: bit. Mm-hmm. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other.
1: Hi, I'm Danielle Fischl from Podmeets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs, and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss, from the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently. So you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere.
0: Deadlines at work! Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic! The world is ending! That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well,
2: when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandys.
1: Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients.
2: And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth.
1: God bless those little Keebler
0: Elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going.
2: So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
1: Tell the Elves Pod Meets World sent you.
2: They're real. I've seen them.
1: So she responds, Hi, Cory. My little tiger likes his gravy, doesn't he? He responds, Cory likes the way Brenda does it. Cory starts to narrate her every move. She builds a nice potato mountain, and then she turns it into a horrible volcano of doom. Topanga looks at him confused. He continues, Look at the lava running down the volcano. Run, peas! Hide behind the roll! He asks a disturbed Topanga, what? You don't see that? Topanga asks if there's any more cherry pie, and Brenda tells her she's sorry, but they're all out. And then Brenda realizes she accidentally hid a piece under the counter. Now you just know
0: she's going to die, right? I mean, the second she's dead. She's special, to not just Corey, but she's also super sweet to Topanga. Obviously, (laughs) the only thing she's
2: missing is the red Star Trek shirt. Like, oh, this woman's dead. Like, yeah, exactly.
0: I was surprised this is, I- directed an episode of Girl Meets World that was essentially this whole storyline. Do you remember this? Yeah. With Cloris Leachman, uh-huh. uh, Girl Meets Pluto, I think was the name of the episode. Yeah. And it was, it was she was it's, it's the same thing? Same thing. It's, again, really? somebody serving food in Mrs. V... v- Mrs. V- v-? V- um v- You guys and up... You, it becomes Topanga. Uh, Strakowski, so uh, yeah. Strakowski, she's a Polish... It's a Polish right. name. Mm-hmm. And she's running... It's Cloris Leachman. I got to direct Cloris Leachman in one of her last books. cool. It was great. God bless you. Yeah, she was a lot. so she, funny. Ooh, <laughs> I love her.
1: God love her.
0: She flashed, she was in a movie with my brother when he was 12 and she flashed him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just lifting
1: her shirt. I, I was told a really incredible story and I was told by everybody, uh, h- hide your hair. I'm sorry, what? H- hide your hair as much as you possibly can. She does not like women with good hair. Uh, just keep your hair away from her. And I was like, I don't understand. And then I heard a story and I won't, I'll tell you the story, but I won't tell you who the celebrity is that it happened to because the celebrity I don't think has ever publicly told the story. So I won't say who it was, but on a show Cloris Leachman was on, the star of the show was in the hair and makeup room and was getting her hair done and she had all of her hair over her shoulder and Cloris Leachman walked up to her and was like, you always fussing with your hair and messing with your hair. And she picked up a pair of scissors no. on the, no. and just literally Chomp. chopped oh. a chunk of this celebrity's hair and yeah. then they had to do extensions and the whole yeah. thing. And, and I bet your manager
0: didn't that. get yeah. fired because <laughs> Cloris Leachman don't give a. F- Mm, she
1: does not and then i want to be one of those old actors who just like <laughs> walks in you'd and have like, to be an actor writer you'd have to yeah, be an actor. exactly <laughs> hey i'll do it again if it means like
0: it be like 60 plus and walk on a set and be like no i'm gonna cut people's hair she oh. was so i mean i love directing her she was great to me we had to have cue cards for her but she was sweet and funny yeah. and you never knew what the day was going to bring in rehearsal i loved it
1: yeah but yeah it was fun oh. anyway yes you're right so there there was a girl meets world tie into all this
0: anyway so not only was that that Storyline recycled, like almost beat by beat, you know, the fact that there's like old woman, older woman who's like serving food disappears and the kid has to sort of come to terms with the fact that like I always took this person for granted. So like repeat that the set, the trailer set, the the Sean's house set is exactly the set when we did Girl Meets Texas where like we did oh. it went to Texas, which you probably yeah. don't remember, Daniel, because we I I, were I was barely in, in this. Uh, Shiloh and yeah. I directed two episodes of Girl. It's the same yeah. living room. It's like the exact oh, wow. same layout. Th- that one had a porch, but otherwise I was like, this is crazy. Anyway, <laughs> two things recycled in Girl Meets World that I'd never realized were recycled. Hmm.
1: So Sean comes running into the cafeteria telling Corey he has a major problem. Corey, a la Topanga and Brenda tells him, You never let me down, Sean. Sean asks a question we all wonder when thinking of the Boy Meets World timeline. How long has it been since I've seen my mother? Corey scoffs. You mean since she took her little vacation? Sean barks at him. She ran away for a year. Deal with it, Corey. I have. Corey comments, and you're doing much better. (laughs) Sean blurts out, I saw my mom, Corey. She was right across the street at the Trailer View Motel. She was looking through her window
0: at our trailer. He tells Corey his mom is back. Now this, it has to have been at least a year and a half to two years because it was the end of season two that she took off. Yep. Right. So we are looking for her all season. Three. Right.
1: All season. I think they're but just we, looking. But we've at it already like...
0: established that season three lasted way longer than a year because there was like I don't know. Sorry, and because we okay. had to yeah, adjust the whole storyline. Yeah, well, and yeah, then exactly. there was the
1: whole. Then there was the whole summer because right. we, you know, yeah. you. So yeah. I think it's it,
0: been two years since Verna left. But
2: mm. that was yeah. the summer where Sean and Topanga were ho- hooking up the whole time while Corey was gone. Right. Eric. Exactly. Right. As we all we all know that <laughs> happened. we
1: set that up. Then we get emotional commercial strings going into the Hunter's trailer with an exterior shot. Sean and Corey tell Chet the news. Chet is confused. He searched for her all last year over the United States and you find her right across the highway. Sean is positive. It's her. Chet asks more questions. How long she been there? How does she look When's she coming home? And this question that he asks, how does she look could have been played so many ways Mm -hmm. for comedy. But I feel like the choice that whether it was Blake or he was told how to play it this way, I feel like it was a like a concerned line, re- line read. Mm-hmm. Like, how does she look? Do you think there's ever a possibility? And you we end up finding out later in the episode it doesn't seem like it's being played that way at all. But my first thought when he read it that way was, are they trying to say, like, maybe she has a drug problem? Hmm. See, it's funny. Drinking Sue, problem, I would say.
2: Sue anyway. asked if if uh, they were trying to imply as the episode went on that um Blake had been physical with her.
0: Right. Well, I think when when Chet is dying, I make references to him having been drunk a lot of my childhood. Mm. Okay. So I so he was the think drinker. The idea is that he's the drinker, he's the one with right. the, the 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 substance abuse and potentially I don't I don't think that he's been physical with her. That seems a little dark. It, the
1: fact that Verna mentions so many times, she never even says that he needs to be a better husband. He, her big thing is the father thing. She mentions like, we were all unhappy. We were three people who were unhappy living under the same roof. And if I'm going to stay there, I, need, I want to be a better wife and I want to be a better mother. But if I'm going to stay, I need to know that he also wants to be a better father.
0: Right, which is what he sort of does through the course of this episode. By exactly. looking at the photographs, he becomes more interested he beca- in the party, ex- right.
1: And that's what she says right. she wants to see with her own two eyes. That's why she's watching from across the way. She wants right. to see, is he really I engaged? I get that,
2: and I think that's it was very interesting how they brought that up. But it, if you, and again, families are families, but if they allude to the fact that Chet is a drinker, and she doesn't want to be around that. Why leave your kid with that to see if the alcoholic becomes a better dad? Why don't no. you take your kid with you?
1: I know. The only thing in this whole episode that bumped me is when Corey compliments her for being a good mother. Right. I That bumped me because I was like, let's not go too far. You might say it's really great that she's come to the realization that she and she knows that she did the worst thing ever by leaving. Like, yeah. It's they good save that it a you're little. self-aware. And yep. yes, for they sure. They save it a
2: little with the letters she'd actually been writing Sean the entire time. The, but okay. if you're going to leave,
1: you take that kid with you.
2: You, you. abandon
0: your husband. You don't, you abandon, don't abandon your, your child.
2: Kid. That's what I thought too. I thought yeah, but I think
0: same. that that's the point. Right, I, I, mean, I know, I, think that I agree. She's, she's, she's trying to be, I mean, that's what I love about, I mean, that's what I think Sean's family offers that, you know, Corey's family can't. Yep. Right? Like the idea is that the Matthews are, the platonic ideal of the American family, like that, sure, right. they, and, and and so to a degree that they can be flawed, they can't be like bad parents ultimately. Whereas Sean's yes, sure. parents can be bad parents ultimately, yeah. and and I think that that that's sort of the, the, a great dichotomy that Boy Meets World offers. And you know, this is why I think. People come up to me all the time and are like, you're you're the one I related to on the show because I felt like I had messed up parents. Or I, you know, even if I felt loved, they couldn't yep. do it. They couldn't do their job the way they, yep. they knew that they should. And that's what I love is that, but both Chet and Verna are not actually bad people. They're not villains. No, they're not mean. Right. No. They're actually funny, they're charming, yeah, yeah. they're sensitive. They just also can't do the thing that I think yes. that's great. Like, I, right,
2: I but do, they also, uh, th- I agree. If they'd written to that more, but it seemed like they wrote it in a way where they tried to make it towards the end seem like what she did was actually altruistic. I don't. Like, yeah, I, I d- left my son because it was the best thing for our family, and it's like, right. no, you just ditched your kid.
1: Yeah, and no, so, I agree. I, I don't. I don't think they tried to make it. seem, I. I don't think they tried to make it seem altruistic. I do. Mm-hmm. I agree with writer that I. I do think they. Th- I think they did a really good job of making them
0: extremely flawed. Oh, yeah. I love mm-hmm. the brokenness. It's great. But, yeah. without, but here's the thing. It's brokenness without, because if it had been too specific, like if it yeah. had literally been like, you beat our son or you punched right. me that one time or you drank right. too much and got in jail, or, like then we're veering into, I think what's, 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 what's positive about the sort of, like usually in good storytelling, you say specificity is better, right? Like you want to mm-hmm. be as specific as possible. But in this case, on a kid's show, yeah. You if there's any really like solvable yeah. problem or something broken that one person did, it becomes too specific and, and kids are no longer going to be able to relate to it. And I think the way the it's sort of written for Sean and Corey's point of view, it's written for yeah. a teenager to be able sure. to look at their parents and say, my mom might still love me, even though she did this thing that hurt yeah. me a lot. And that is more valuable overall, the storytelling than like Detailing why exactly right. she did something right or wrong. Yeah, do you, I mean, you remember?
2: Like, do you remember in the next couple episodes she's in? Do you remember at all? Because Sean has obviously gone after Blake a few times with "You weren't there for me," or "You did this," or "You took off." Does he ever have that moment with Ferna too? Do you remember? If is there ever a moment of like I don't you remember. bail? I don't remember. Yeah, I wonder sure. if he has that. I, scene. Actually, I
0: for so. some reason, and maybe it's just because I watched this episode. I feel like Ben ended up interacting with Verna more. Like, oh, way more. Mm. Oh, he did. Way more, but sure. I mean, not yeah. just in this episode. I feel like that happens a lot. Like oh, I, um, you mean through the for the rest? Yeah, of the, I'm trying the time to remember. I don't know. Uh-huh. Like I don't. Yeah. Hmm. like I'm, I wonder I'm, if he
2: goes after her too. Where it's like you know, yeah, he was a bad father, but you you also took off. Yeah. Right. You know, I well,
1: wonder it'll if be that interesting ever to see happens. if that comes up. Yeah. So Sean admits he hasn't gone over there yet. He's afraid he's going to chase her away again. And Chet assures him, you didn't chase her away. You're the only reason she stayed here as long as she did. Sean feels touched by this and he thanks his dad for saying it. Chet questions why she's over there spying on them. She's probably after his secret plans. Corey's confused. What secret plans? Nice try, Corky. Chet replies, Corky returns. I was so excited. I love
0: that.
2: (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Daniel screamed, I'm sure. ah, Corky."
1: Corky, I love it. But I also Corey, love
0: this distinction because then she remembers Corey perfectly, yeah, and I exactly. love that like we've already established that Chet, as nice as he is, as charming as no clue who Sean's yeah. best friend is. Whereas, nope. and it's a really good technique yeah. to make her instantly more sympathetic because she did run away, right? But then she's giving she's her one, likable she qualities. Yeah. Yes. She keeps yeah. track of Sean's life. She knows who his friends are, and sure. you know she is mothering in a way that Chet has not been fathering. I don't know. It's it's yeah. complicated. It's, it I is know.
2: complicated. It's Absolutely. Good.
1: Corey reminds them, you've been looking for this woman for a year and now you've found her. Now go get her before she leaves again. Chet immediately turns this down. He compares Verna to a beautiful butterfly that sat down on a branch next to you. If you so much as breathe wrong, it'll fly away and you'll never see it again. Sean agrees. It's a very delicate situation. He tells Chet what they need is someone who won't be thought of as a threat. They both look over at Corey, who magically there's has butter- two monarch butterflies perched on his hand and his shoulder. It's the shoulder is- one that
2: got me. The,
1: the, the, I the didn't one even the see hand. it it's at like first.
2: Then it's just the one on the shoulder, too. It I didn't
1: even me. see it at first. And then I went back. I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a second one. Um, talking sweet to the little creatures. This is peak Ben Savage. It is. Just beautiful. Brilliant. Yep. Sean and Chet are both thinking the same thing. Corey unknowingly asks, what? And then? We're at the Trailer View Motel, another new set. Corey knocks on hotel room number 19 and Verna, new character reveal alert, answers. She says, come on in, Corey. I've been expecting you. Corey asks her, you were? Yeah. She explains she saw him through the window, crossing the turnpike. Corey touches his heart and earnestly says, then you know how lucky I am to be alive. (laughs) Verna kisses his cheek. It's nice to see him. He's growing up to be real handsome. And then, I love this moment because Shireen, the actress, notices that she left a lip- the lipstick mark yep. on she his washes, cheek. And she wipes it, it off his cheek. Yep. And she reaches over and she wipes sweet. it off his cheek. Total because
0: naturalistic acting moment. Yep. Just wonderful. Real
1: moment yep. Yep. where yep. she also knows, if I don't get this lipstick off his cheek, it's going to screw up continuity <laughs> and it's and it's a maternal yep. thing to do. It yep. worked so perfectly. Very it's present genius. actor. Yep. Love it. Corey awkwardly explains, look, I'm just here to tell you on behalf of them, and then under his breath, he says, couple of chickens, (laughs) which I thought was great, that they miss you very much. She tells him she misses them too. Corey questions, well, if they miss you and you miss them, then why aren't you guys together? And she sighs. She could just go over there for a big emotional reunion, but after five minutes, then where would we be? And Corey answers, you'd be a family. Verna shakes her head saying, no, we'd just be together. I left because we were three unhappy people living under the same tin roof. Just being married doesn't make you a good husband and wife. And just having a little boy doesn't make you a good father and mother. I love and this stuff. I love yeah, it. It's
2: great. It's great. It means um, so much more with Chet too. when you remember, which is something that is used as a joke, but it's part of the continuity, that there's also a Stacy and there's also a Jack.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So And there's also, an was it Eddie? He's got like four mm-hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, you know, he's maybe trying to make it okay with Sean now. But you forget that this man has fathered four children. Um, So, yeah, there's there's a lot more there. Uh, A lot of layers.
1: So Corey understands. Verna admits, I know I have no right to hope for anything because I left my family. But in that time, I learned that all I want to be is a good wife and a good mother. But I need to know that Chet wants to be a good father, too. Corey says he can go back and tell them that. Verna breaks it to him. It doesn't help coming from you. But for my family, I need to see it happen in its own time. Corey asks how long that'll be. And she smiles, telling him, if you want to take back a message, tell Sean I love him. And you give him a big kiss right on the lips for me. Corey awkwardly nods, assuring he will do some version of that. And then we're back in the Hunter's trailer. And in this scene, I don't know if you guys noticed it too, but I noticed
0: the skyline of New York. On His wall. Oh, the wall it's, pictures are so interesting. But I th- the, I'm we pretty sure this is the one where he comes back in and I'm at the kitchen table with Chet. I There's have no that. idea what I'm doing. What am I doing? Uh, I'm sitting there. I didn't there even notice. If- it looks like I'm hold it looks like I have a model in front of me. It's something white is on the table. It's right. Not, maybe I, you're putting together a paper airplane. I no idea. I thought I was waiting for it to come back, like, oh, I gotta get back to my school project or I'm building my model of the trailer park or whatever. <laughs> Just, right. And it's like never reverent. Right so me. I'm clearly <laughs> engaged with something at the kitchen table. It's like that is the weirdest.
2: I, I, I wonder know, if maybe, it was you or it was props. I wonder if it was you going like, I need something to do. Give well, me yeah, I, probably need, at the I table. definitely needed
0: something to do because we're just yeah, sitting yeah. around waiting. Yeah, and he's like reading the paper, I think, and I'm at the kitchen table. But there's like, I was like, what a, what, 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 what am I doing? So yeah. weird. But I guess yeah. Sean well, couldn't be reading, right? That doesn't fit the character. So these, yeah. uh, these,
1: these pictures on the wall. One oh. of the reasons I always notice them. They're such time capsules because the skyline of New York is a very obvious Twin Towers yeah. photo.
0: There's a car. So, there's like there's a Camaro. There's like a Greyhound bus. There's a like bus. A desert scape. It was a weird was a like tree. generic. Yeah, it was all yep. like sort of generic like yeah. stuff. I was like, there's no family photos. No, and also yeah. like, I don't know. It felt like Chet would have a little bit more of his own personality in there. Like a little, yeah. I don't know what, but like. Yeah. And in Dogs general, playing poker. I feel like the, they dialed back the Chetness of this entire episode. Yes. Um, and Blake, I can tell that Blake is, you know, I mean, he, he, I remember him telling me that like, he felt changed by the experience of Boy Meets World as an actor, um, mm. because he had never done. He was always playing joke characters. You know, he was yeah, always right. playing, and I, especially when we did his death, I remember him like, you know, giving me a big hug and being like, "This has been a life changing. Like, sure. this has been yeah. so great to to yeah. be able to act with you and 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 I could feel him. Uh, in a good way, uncomfortable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. in a way that, that like Chet is not used to this. And I think Blake wasn't quite used to it as an actor. Yeah. For these kinds of scenes to be having to like have these conversations and 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 look an actress in the eye like her. And you know, it's just it's good. Yeah. It's like yeah. again, I feel like we're stretching in a way that is weird for sure. Um, but I, I I know where it's coming from. Do You know what I mean? Like it's coming yeah. from the play the play tradition. That the, the and I tradition. love that. I
2: love you know, that. I still think would like to have had a little bit of a boy meets world anchor to it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I but understand. here's the other thing. Logistically, is that the trailer that you grew up in? She took off with that. Did Chet ever get that back?
0: We because then about you this. would. We don't be, know. Yeah. Because yeah. So like, there I wouldn't
2: be family photos. Like it would just be like they Generate moved into another trailer right. at the at the trailer park. Right. Mm. Um if he didn't get I can't remember if he says he got it back or
0: not. I mean, none of it makes any sense because the real the truth is when people live in a trailer in a trailer park, you're talking about mobile homes. They're like yes. prefab homes. Right. They're not they're not built on wheels most no. often. Like they're usually right. just like like the way this looks, you know, at yeah. it, it they're they're not ready to roll. They're actually just prefab I think homes. actually like, there are wheels.
1: Yeah, sometimes there are. Sometimes, sometimes there, there are. are. You yeah. can no, live in an RV. Like, not
0: most of the time. Like,
1: apparently we got a lot of Instagram comments. From people saying that Chet did get the trailer back. He did, There was okay. apparently at some point, some, other people heard, we did not remember it, but that there was like a throwaway line about him getting the trailer
2: back. Okay, might be when he was on the phone at the gas station. Maybe, yeah. Something like that. Okay, so it so it is the trailer. Drama. So the
1: idea, the fan <laughs> theory is that it is the original trailer. So is this the first time we saw this trailer? Have we I seen think so, yeah, the inside. Yeah, the inside. Okay. No. This
2: is the first time we saw the inside.
1: So Chet and Sean hear angry car horns just as Corey angrily pushes his way into the trailer. Eight lanes and not one stinking island. You gotta be Moses to get across that highway. Ben <laughs> is this, just this on recurring fire.
0: Bit I love. And again, yeah. uh, this feels very theatrical. Like the idea of having an off-screen... Yes. Action sequence that you just reference with dialogue, yeah. and yes. Keep referring to, and then it becomes a joke, and then it becomes kind of a metaphor.
1: Yes, that's great writing. I love. I love it. I, I would have added too.
2: more car horns. I would have yes, added like the, the car, <laughs> the screeching and the car horns, right. and then him coming like all disheveled, like oh, oh my but, god. But I was with it, just when killed.
0: when Frankie is like saying goodbye and giving off his, wall, oh, I'm, I'm, I, I hope, hope that, just that I'm, love I'm not the, the <laughs> idea of this like terrifying Frogger freeway right outside the door. I love it. So brilliant. I know it's so good.
3: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Podmeets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs, and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss, from the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently. So you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere.
0: Deadlines at work! Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic! The world is ending! That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well,
2: when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandys.
1: Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, not with this hair.
0: Play guitar with her father, Jedediah?
1: Depends on which Jedediah.
0: Bite into some delicious
1: Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients.
2: And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth.
1: God bless those little Keebler
0: Elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going.
2: So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
1: Tell the Elves Pod meets World sent you.
2: They're real. I've seen them.
1: So Chet cuts right to the chase. Well, Moses, is she in or is she out? Corey tells them, the only thing I can tell you is she's going to be watching you from right where she is. Chet declares, that's creepy and somewhat exciting. I love it. I love
0: it. Great line. <laughs> so Great line. clever. Great line. <laughs> totally <laughs> tossed <laughs> away, but I was like, "Whoa, grown up. I grown a little love bit. it. I'm not I love have
1: it. Not going to happen on a Disney
0: channel, but I <laughs> no. love it here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sean asks, "What now?" and Chet answers, "Guess we should stand next to the window and try to look appealing." They get real close to the window and force a smile, arms around each other, trying to get her attention. And it's and
0: you're right, there are awkward camera angles in this. Episode. Yes, and this is one weird. of them. They're like yeah. the, sur- the outside of the trailer. But I love and is it. the idea that we literally turn towards the cameras and the window's right there? Yes. So like, yeah, yeah, felt very close. Right? Felt like yeah. we were a little too deep into the set for I don't know. But I mean, fine. but it is a trailer, so
1: you figure how deep could it possibly be? Right. You know, right. it's it's not going to be it's not going to be a house. It's not going to be the Matthews I where guess you have. We, I doors. just wish we had
0: taken a step towards the cameras and then like moved off camera, and then you cut to outside. Something about it just is awkward. But yeah, whatever. I mean, Any sitcoms try and do fourth wall stuff, it gets weird. Yeah. Well, I
1: I thought this was so cute, and mm. I love the oh, the little smile the the, the you next do. One, and, the next one, the next scene, of uh, uh, smiling is great, and the too. way Blake does a little like <laughs> is just I. It yeah. I, I I loved it. So then we're back at John Adams Cafeteria. Topanga wonders where Brenda is. She's never been sick a day in her life. Corey, back in a collared shirt, tight jeans, and a structure belt, thinks she's probably playing hooky. Topanga asks, "Where would a lunchroom lady play hooky?" Which is just a weird thing to ask. I she would play hooky where everyone else plays, plays hooky, it. which is at the Topanga Mall with an ice blended, shopping for bras at the Topanga Mall. Like that's yeah,
2: that's where she would. Have what been. everyone does is the that, three thousand miles that, to uh, from Philly that, to Topanga Mall. <laughs> is that
1: just me? That's
2: just
0: hmm,
1: you. Interesting. Well, Feeney walks into the cafeteria, asking for everyone's attention. He informs the students that Brenda Hibbert, their lunchroom lady, Steve has Hibbert, passed away.
0: Yeah, Steve Hibbert, it's our, who's joined our staff this year, I think. So yep, he was a new writer right. on our Right, they show. used his last name. The great writer of Chick Like Me.
2: And again, not to not to do the things that we did all. I know people are getting sick of us talking about why Alex wasn't on a writing visit, but Tony Quinn is obviously in this episode. Why not throw him into the cafeteria scene,
0: you're right or two? Uh, he's there. They probably did, man. I mean, there's so much dialogue in this episode. They're just cutting. Yeah.
2: But I mean, if, he just, if he's just yeah. there, just I know. put him there. I don't there, know why he's in there in the teeny. I mean, he, I there's no reason for it. No reason for
0: it. Honestly, that's him in the probably a don't. favor
1: to him. The fact that he's not there if he's not, not going to speak, the fact that he's then not in, in that's in the probably a episode. favor to him. No, well, him well he has a guaranteed
0: amount of episodes. Exactly. He's probably guaranteed like, nine out of 13 or whatever, you know, whatever. Then put them the in nine episodes. Then
2: actually put them in nine episodes. Don't put them yeah. in for one line at the end of a tag. It's like, come on.
0: Yeah.
1: So no, Corey's no. in disbelief. Mr. Feeney, she was just here yesterday doing the lava on my mashed potato volcano. He apologizes and asks for a moment of silence in her remembrance. Everyone bows their heads and closes their eyes. Once the moment of silence is up, the students go right back to their daily routine. Corey is still rattled. Feeney starts to walk away, but Corey stops him. Aren't we going to do something here? Like have an assembly or a ceremony? Feeney pats him on the shoulder. No, there's nothing planned at the moment. Corey and Topanga are both rattled. Back in the lunch line, Corey gets served his mashed potatoes from a tatted man. He's possibly even an inmate. I don't know. He's taking Brenda's place. (laughs) Did you notice, (laughs) by the way,
2: this poor woman passes away, there's nothing planned for her, and yet the blood drive is still going on. (laughs) <laughs> there are two two posters behind everybody yeah, blood you drive know what? is still happening no matter
1: what I don't know what happened to her but she did not need you blood she did not she need transfusions
2: because we've got plenty one. of blood at John Adams sorry.
1: <laughs> so there's no gravy lava flow Corey is shocked it's a sad scene this is um, we give a lot of flack to Corey when we think he's unlikable I find Corey so likable
2: yeah very sweet in this
1: whole yep. episode.
2: Yep. I agree. Uh, this yep.
1: is in, at every step. He is caring, concerned, questioning. Yep. I even love, I wrote it later when Verna does ask him for his opinion. Mm-hmm. It removes any possibility that anyone could say he's overstepping his bounds with yeah. the, with the Hunter family. The fact that she says, well, you've been watching us for a while now. What do you think? Uh, this is, Truly makes me love Corey. Everything about this episode, yeah. well, I love I would, Corey.
0: I would, I would say this is probably Ben's best performance. So great s- since season one, and yeah. I think maybe the best performance ever. I, I and it really starts in the next kitchen scene after this. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I wrote down, oh my god, Ben is killing this scene, and then yeah. it just kept getting better and better, and that like his stuff with Vernon, the hotel, like as the episode end, I ended up, I was like, this might be Ben's like greatest performance of Boy Meets World history. I think he it's is really so great. good. It's, it's not just the writing, it's Ben's performance. Yes. It's yeah. phenomenal. And yeah. his balance between those like goofy Corey moments, we've already mm. seen a couple of them. Yep. And then his ability to thread the needle of sentimentality, like- This is a very sentimental episode. Totally. It's very full of expositional dialogue. Everybody's just sitting around talking about how they feel and analyzing themselves as characters in that very boy meets world way. And that's hard to do. And Ben nails it in this episode. And I I think part of it is that he really responds to the actors that he's working with. They just have a chemistry. But he is so solid. So solid. Well, the thing that's
2: interesting is at the end of the day with everything going on, it's a Corey episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which
2: is which it doesn't it shouldn't be. And it's it. But it is. It's a Corey. It's Corey finding new things, but in it life is and, the
1: anchor that you need. It yeah. is like you had said it is. It yep. does feel like he's the thing that anchors you reminds yeah, no, remind you this is Boy Meets World. So then we are back in the Hunter's trailer. Chet and Sean are still standing by the window. Chet <laughs> says this looking appealing is starting to hurt my face. Sean reminds his dad they just have to wait. Chet declares. I don't wait. Well, I say we get her. You go around the back so she can't escape. I'll steal her tires. <laughs> Chet tries leaving, but Sean blocks him. You chased her across the country for a year, and that was no good for any of us. Chet questions, what do you mean any of us? Sean admits, it was bad enough losing mom, but I figured at least during that time, you and I could have gotten to know each other. Mopey,
0: mopey, mopey, Sean. I don't think you're mopey. (laughs) Oh, he's a little mopey. He's a little mopey. 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 It's these moments, it's the guilt-trippy, like, and and you don't love me. It's like, just, like, the, the second it becomes about the letters, I'm like, great, now I have, like, an actual... Thing to say, like, look, here's yeah. what mom did that I you didn't do, and like, I, when I have an objective in the scene, it's fine. But when my objective is to just give puppy dog eyes and like I do that weird thing with objective. my mouth, obje- I'm hating it. I hate it. No, I'm just writer. Like, stop, that's writer. That's
1: not your objective. Your objective is, listen, I'm really happy you're back, but can we have a dialogue about the fact that you left? Like, he, Chet's all about Verna, and I'm chasing her, and let's we got her here. What about you? What about no, you? No, I
0: love that, but I want, as an actor, to have a, a real objective. Like, if my objective is to just look somebody in the eyes and make them feel bad, which is what often happens with Sean, me, as an actor playing Sean, which is both a fault of the writing sometimes, but mostly it's a fault of my acting— it's just bad. It just feels like, oh God, slap the kid. Like I don't know. Like no. Or just like <laughs> let him go cry. Like why? Like why are you making it everyone else's problem? Whereas when I go and grab the letters and I'm able to say like, here, here's a, th- here's a, you know, then I have like concrete, actual, objective. Like I'm trying to show you something and get something from you. I don't know. And, you know, of course, I'm super.
1: You're too hard on yourself because also you say the same thing basically like three times in the scene, which is Mm -hmm. my point that your real objective is to not let him weasel out of the answer. Right. And you go at the end of the, at the end of the scene, you flat out say, why didn't you want to stay dad? Mm -hmm. So to me, you bring it up and he goes, Hey, I made the decision that school was best for you and starts to walk away. And you go, no, 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 come back. I want to talk to you about it again. Look what mom did. Because yeah. even if you had to leave, look what mom did. See, and even goes, the way yeah, you're yeah.
0: saying that is better than my performance. Because like, oh, wow. I, I feel like, I feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like writer the actor is aware, like what you're, because like I, what I wrote is like asking rhetorical mopey questions. And, 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 and because I know that the scene's going to end before I'm going to get an answer. And so you can see me as an actor telegraphing to the audience, I want to ask my dad this tough question and nail him to the wall. And that's the whole point of the scene. As opposed to, hey dad, Can you answer me? Can you tell me what the hell? I'm not playing it that way. I'm playing it like, I want you to know that I feel bad. And like, that's just a different object. That's just bad acting as opposed to being like, can you answer me? Why won't you? But I know as an actor that the scene's going to end, the sitcom's going to fade away and we're not going to get that answer. And it's just bad. But also, you're a teenager.
1: You're you're talking from the perspective of a 44, 43 year old man who can mm -hmm. say, listen, dad, I'm not, this is the day. I'm not going to let you weasel out of the conversation, but you're not that prepossessed as a teenage boy. Sometimes you just have to, sometimes you do go, you hurt me, daddy. And then he doesn't answer you and you go, but did you hear me? I said, you hurt me, daddy.
0: Yeah. So then I guess the better way would be like to, To actually play the moping, like I guess I'm kind of caught in between this like direct confrontation where I'm seeking an objective, I'm seeking an answer, and a sort of demonstration of my emotionality, which would have been slamming a door or taking a seat or you know like that actually makes more sense dramatic, dramaturgically. Is that the word? Yeah, like it makes more sense for Sean to to storm out or, like, be upset with him or whatever. But instead, the show's kind of trying to have it both ways, where it's like, I'm nailing you to the wall, but I'm not going to let it sit for the next 20 minutes until we can resolve the situation in a good sitcom mm. format. You know, like, right. it's just a def- – I don't know. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying.
1: I've, I loved it. I felt like I got it. I knew what you were doing. I knew that there was – the, this is the way teenagers demand when mm-hmm. they know that they don't really – it's hard to demand from a parent right. when you're a right. teenager and you don't right. feel like you right. have power. And so the way I demand is I keep saying, I keep repeating myself until you maybe show me that you're going to give me an answer or not. So yeah. I, I liked it. I, I, so I just think you're too hard on yourself. But okay, uh, Chet laughs this off saying, they know each other fine. Sean tells him, if you knew me at all, you would have known not to leave me or at least taken me with you. Chet gets defensive. He wanted to keep him in school. And besides, he called every couple of weeks to check up on him. And Sean nods, yeah, every 23 days like clockwork. Chet makes the excuse that he was out of state. Maybe Candace Bergen can make all those long-distance phone calls, but he can't. Worth noting, Candace Bergen was the spokesperson for for Sprint long-distance calling from 1991 to 1998. So anybody who doesn't understand that joke, that's where it comes from. Long-distance calling, Candace Bergen, Sprint. Sean tells Chet, a postcard might have been nice. Chet responds, hey, am I here? Am I better than a postcard? Did your mother send you any postcards? And Sean tells him, no, no postcards. He then reveals, but she sent me letters though.
0: Love this bombshell that we find this out. Do you? I felt a little revisionist to me. It yeah, did, like, I agree me. that it's hold on. It, where did, where did she send the letters after? Yeah, right. I was like I, I, and out. also every day is a little much. Agreed. Once a week. Again,
2: they're trying to save her. This is where yes, to me it got a right. little like you were just trying, trying to, to make her see to, to redeem her. And I and I thought it would have been more interested more interesting if she wasn't really fully redeemable yet. Where it sure. is something where it's, it's you know, Sean coming back with, yeah, and trust me, I'm going to have a conversation with her about that when I see her, but we're talking about us right now. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that where, yeah, mm-hmm. she wrote me a letter or two, but the kind of now they're trying to make her seem like she was this, you know, again, I did this for you and I'm going to, I miss you, Sean. I'm writing you every day. And again, it's just trying to make
0: her seem like she wasn't it, all that bad. and, and Well, I, but the take, the take that, that Chet, you know, maybe not necessarily abusive, but was a horrible husband. Right, you know, and that that she can't say that to Sean without also ruining his dad in his eyes. Is sure, super interesting. So Hugely. it's yeah, it's, it's so it's, it's very it's complicated. A, it's tricky, you know, in a it sitcom is. format. It how do you so is. basically show a dysfunctional family without actually making all the characters unlikable? That's the challenge right. of this episode, right? right? It's like you have to want Sean to want Verna, Verna to want to be back to Sean, but also have a complicated family dynamic where none of that's possible. Right, right, right. Ooh.
2: right. I didn't, Ooh. but the whole uh, I've, she's written me a letter. And
1: a day so i liked left. it it's
0: like okay I, yeah, I,
1: I, i'm i hook line and sinker for the entire thing i cool. like it i agree that one a day feels like really, one a day too much yeah. Yeah. one a day is a little too much but still i love it i love that that sean hasn't has been yeah. has the box has saved them all um so she also, knew when
2: he went when she knew where to send the letters. she knew when he went to turner she knew when he was at she, Corey. she knew when he was she really had an on.
1: eyeball from yeah. across the highway <laughs> The whole time, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know no. where she was, but yeah, I, I, I know. Maybe he didn't receive one every day. Maybe she wrote one and then wouldn't know where he was for a while, and then would find out uh, this is where he is, and she'd mail thirteen of them mm-hmm. at once she knew, and yeah. he would then get them all. Yeah. We don't know, but it, all I'm saying is none of that bumped me. Even if I think it's a little obsessive, I, or, or a little too much with every day, I yeah. love it. I, I still just love it. So Chet is surprised. How many letters? Sean tells him one every day she's been gone. Chet laughs thinking it's a joke. Sean grabs a box filled with letters and slams it against Chet. They say she loves me, that she thinks about me every day and how sorry she is about leaving and she hopes that one day I'll understand. And I got
2: She out. took mm-hmm. their house. I know. She took where
0: this kid lives. But imagine she, if no, he was no. a drunk Sleeps. who like bankrupted the family. Like then it might Then, then it you grab your kid and you take off. Pull him out of school. Absolutely. Pull him away from his family? Absolutely.
2: If you're going to take the kids, she took his home. She mm-hmm. didn't just leave. She took his bed. She took his clothes. She took yeah. every possession well, this kid had. she had a had. problem.
3: You don't exactly. understand. She but, had yeah.
2: her problem. <laughs> <I laughs> we're yeah. just not getting into it. But that's yeah. where the revisionist stuff comes oh, no. in, where it's like we're forgetting that as she was written, this woman, you woke up one day, and she had not only left you but taken everything you
3: own. Mm-hmm.
2: And now they're casting a great actress and they're trying to bring that back. But but mm-hmm. no, actually, she wrote a letter a day and she didn't. No, don't do that. Make her that complicated lady who took your bed. Right. Like that's that's a big thing where now all of a sudden they're trying to sit it up to me. Yeah, and well, I think it's, also, they, it's also
0: interesting that I mean, I, yeah, I, I, you're right. I can't wait to see if Sean ever confronts her because that's what I want. This episode is about Sean confronting Chet, which is such a weird little sleight of hand. Yeah. Right. But
1: it's a good sleight of hand because it's exactly Verna's POV. Is right. it, it? Sean is doing Verna's work without <laughs> even knowing that that's what he's doing. Right. Her whole thing is: Are you going to be a parent? Do you know what it even means to be a parent? And and you are the person who has that conversation that brings that out of him, that right. shows him that even though he thinks he's, he's a victim to of Verna as well, he also victimized you. So right. anyway, right, but I the think, way
2: you're, the way you're going to find out it, how to become the best parent is by leaving your kid for a year and a half.
1: I'm not saying she's right. I'm just saying, she says, I just want to know before I come back, I want to know whether Chet knows what it means to That's be a father. Great. And, and, and then Sean, she on his said, behalf and, goes, and do you know what it means? It is to be a
2: mom. Because and she did
1: say that she yeah, did say I, that I I want I need to yeah. I she said I all I've known on this on this year away or whatever is that I want to be a good mom and she said and just having a kid doesn't make you a good mom right so we'll I, I see this is obviously her that. intro right, right, her right, right,
0: right. intro maybe episode. they will maybe they will I hope I will. so I mean I I honestly hope so. So. like yeah because yeah, you're right so. it's 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 a weird thing that but in a in a way we have to make it about the character we already know. Right. Which is check, sure. right? Like, like sure. if we're going to redeem a character, a parent figure, let's redeem, let, let's have it be a, the one who we already know. Love that. Yeah. Love that. But look how much we're talking about. Like, I know, no, it's, it's great. It's great. Like, think about this. That's what I mean. It's like, we're tr- cramming a Sam Shepard play into, yeah, a, and and Corey, I mean, Corey's the one, like, we haven't even talked about what he's going, th- it's, yep. there's a lot, no, man.
2: Again, there's a lot, a lot going on. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot so going then,
1: on.
0: There's a knock at the
1: door and we all think slash hope it's Verna, but Chet opens the door to reveal Frankie. Welcome back. Ethan plea. Frankie says, I come to you in hopes that you might watch my little brother Herman. He steps aside to reveal a miniature version of him dressed like silent Bob. Herman politely says in his perfect Ethan plea read, I hope this will prove no inconvenience. As some would say, I am unreliable when left on my own. Sean tries telling Frankie, this isn't really a good time. And Frankie tells him, I know it's a rush hour on the interstate. Mm. He, he gives Herman his watch in case he doesn't outrun the trucks. He warns, it's a little slow. I hope I am not. <laughs> Herman tells Frankie Godspeed, and they hug goodbye. Sean, Chet, and Herman are now all in the trailer, and Chet sits down to start reading some of Verna's letters. Chet tells Sean he's sorry he didn't call more or write him
0: letters. What is what is this all about? Like, what is the whole Herman thing? Nothing. Nothing. It's funny, it's just, and it's it was great, a and misdirect it's totally for the, knock at the door. And I kept waiting to be some kind of like, oh, they're taking care of a kid, you know, like yeah, a kid something. is Like, right. like something. And, and, and in a weird, yep. it does kind of connect, but it, but when he just sits down and chat, and, yeah. Chet and, and I then just you guys go back to it, your, I was like, no. well, yeah. shouldn't we? It's just, it, what, it's just the misdirect both yeah.
1: times, and then right. obviously they come in and they they have a couple funny moments, funny but this is it's the
0: literally Eric both times
2: storyline that yeah. went to somebody else. That's right. a, it was yeah. just the funny trying to be funny. It made no sense. It had nothing to do with the episode. And it was just it was. I loved seeing Ethan back. The yep. kid yeah. was the little kid was great, and none of it mattered. It was just very strange.
1: So Sean emphasizes, "Mom was gone. You and I could have been together. We could have been a family, but you didn't want that. Why didn't you want that, Dad?" And. I, again, you, you're not going to let him off the hook, even though now there's Herman here and whatever. Mm -hmm. So I like it. Then we're in the Matthews kitchen. Amy's back at the dining table with another huge breakfast spread laid out. Eric runs down the stairs. No time to eat. I got to catch dad for a ride to work. Alan runs down next. Where's Eric? She just points toward the door and he's gone. Morgan strolls down. Good morning. Amy asks if she'd like some breakfast. Morgan pulls out a chair. She'd love some, but just as she's about to sit down, a car horn honks and Morgan has to run out.
0: Doesn't she say it because Trini? She says, mom, I'm
1: sorry, but she, Tina's mom gets Tina's, really upset if I don't
3: if have I don't breakfast. Have friends, don't <laughs> she cares more. Very, yeah,
1: Very funny oh, no. with
2: the the, the 800 no. pancakes on the table. It's like a, oh, a no. Vegas buffet in the morning at the Matthews family. Mm-hmm.
1: Corey walks down last in a shirt and dress pants on his way out. Amy asks, aren't you going to have something to eat? Corey tells her the news about Brenda and admits food would hurt too much right now. Amy's shocked. She tells Corey she's so sorry. Corey explains, all those years of serving food to kids who never appreciate her, and then she dies. Some life, huh? Amy takes this to heart, looking at the breakfast she's made for her family that no one has touched. And
0: I I know, Will, you—
1: I love it. And I think this is where Ben
0: shifted into a new gear as an actor, and it was just like he owns this episode for the rest of the episode. And it's not mopey and performative. It's like genuinely searching and confused and sad and just— Awesome. Yep. Yeah, I like it too.
1: Then we're back at the Hunter's trailer. Sean and Chet are
0: sitting on the floor wearing
1: the same clothes we saw them in yesterday, eating pizza, looking at old pictures. Chet pulls out a picture. Here's when me and your mother were teaching you to ride a two-wheeler. Sean smiles. So our family wasn't messed up all the time, was it, Dad? Chet tells him, no, they had a Kodak moment or two. Corey looks at the photo and notices it looks like he's riding indoors. Chet nods. Yeah, that's Toys R Us. That's Sean riding down aisle five. Sean explains they couldn't actually afford a bike. Chet apologizes. Money was pretty short that year. Sean tells him, doesn't matter to me. Fun is fun. Corey asks, you guys have been up all night looking at pictures? And Chet nods. Time really flies when you stick around and hang out with your son. Chet pulls out another photo showing Sean on a bear rug. He laughs and points,
0: there's your butt. I feel like that was an improv. Improv. Oh yeah, think? It's I think be. it was you totally the improv. I don't you know, think? man, but it is so funny. It's so great. Right, yeah. I was like, There's "Oh, your <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so cute!" And Corey is clearly touched by this father son moment. His best friend is having, uh, and again, these Matthew Nelson scripts. I mm. was like, these these moments. Matt knew how to write about family, complicated family, in a way I don't know if like anybody else did. I just. Well, I he,
0: love it. He had a way of like, I mean, again, it's sentimental. He has a very mm-hmm. sentimental yeah. streak, but he had a way dark. of like dark, right? But also like declarative, declarative sentimentality. <laughs> like, yeah. I care, you know, like this yeah. certain, like Matt was a very sensitive person and he was always so open with his positive feelings and his negative feelings, but mostly mm-hmm. his supportive, positive feelings. Like as a yeah. person, he would always just he be He was like, effusive. Writer, you think like this, and I, you really are good at that. And I always noticed it. And you, I can hear that in this. You know, I mean, he's, yeah. he's the dream, try, do good writer. Like yeah. that right. is Matt Nelson, right? And you can hear it in the rhythm of these lines. Like sometimes fun is fun, and fun doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Money, you know, like mm-hmm. these very... Like, you know, it's, it's moralizing to a certain degree, but in a good, in a very positive way. Ah, I love yeah, it. I love it. I do too.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from PodMeats World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the US? The world is powered by entrepreneurs, and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss, from the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently. So you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere.
0: Deadlines at work! Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic! The world is ending! That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles
2: of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandys.
1: Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, not with this hair.
0: Play guitar with her father, Jedediah?
1: Depends on which Jedediah.
0: Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly.
1: Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And
2: each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and texture
0: that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler Elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going.
2: So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
0: Tell the
1: Elves Pod meets World sent ya.
2: They're real. I've seen them.
1: And then funeral home. Sad news set alert. Mm. Feeney is standing in front of Brenda's casket as Corey walks in and Corey thinks he's the undertaker. Uh, It's my first time in a funeral home. Could you please tell me what it is that I'm supposed to do? Feeney turns around and responds. You're supposed to be in school, Mr. Matthews. Corey is startled. Mr. Feeney, don't do that to a person, especially in a place like this. He admits, I didn't even know her. All I know is that she served us food. Now, There's this is a weird more.
0: choice to mm. not, to, to that the audience sees Feeney before right. Corey does. Instead
1: of to also not think it's the, the someone else. Yeah. It, yeah should just
0: like been, a, it should have just been his back. Right. right. That's yeah. the way I feel like it was written. And then at some point, Jeff McCracken or whoever was decided, it's not that worth it. Like, you know what and, it was? Which is actually they, kind of refreshing, I have to they say. They tried
1: to put a side pony on Feeney with a beret. Uh, with a beret. Uh, and to, have him stand and, in his And arm arm have angle. But they ah, yeah. they, fig- they it decided it was, yeah, it was too French. Yeah, too French. I, I, so, I
0: guarantee you they tried it. And they were literally like, well, it's so obvious that it's Bill. That's let's exactly just what I'm saying. They were yeah, like, we're instead of putting
1: it. a beret on a pig, <laughs> <laughs> let's, <laughs> just, <laughs> let's just <laughs> do it. You
0: can't put <laughs> a lipstick on a pig. <laughs> let's
1: just
2: do it. But Corey's also in a, a suit and tie here. Can't very put nice. a beret on a fini. Mm, yeah. <laughs> suit and tie. Very nice. Decides no. not to wear it at the end when he comes back to the same funeral home very strange.
1: I feel like though it's because, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it because I actually didn't notice it, but I'll, I'll talk about it now. I just thought of a, a reason why
0: that maybe it happened. I, 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 I know why. Cause all okay. the other kids are coming in from school. Like, I think it was a suits. last
1: minute plan. I think yeah. it was also, it was, it wasn't his plan all along. I think he, he, when he asked Feeney, there's nothing else. Like there's nothing else. He, at some point in this day thought I'm going to do this. And at that point he had already taken off his tie and his jacket.
0: It's the next so day. So is this supposed to be the same day? No, it's the next t- day. We, 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 they, they put her body on ice. That's roll, what I'm no, saying. Her, like, her, how her. long has this poor <laughs> woman the been sitting in, sitting in this It's very cold
2: in there. The and air conditioning a, is blasting. Poor, <laughs> poor woman. It's like she's a president and she's <laughs> She's remaining in
0: state. Yeah, It's like, what the hell we, is we going on? We cannot enter her body. Until <laughs> exactly. We, uh, uh, can we, I mean, can we talk about just, I had this thought watching this scene. I was like, how many kids sitcoms just have a coffin? Front right. and center. Like just is right there. Just the whole set built around a dead body. I was like, wow, yep. boy meets world. That's yeah. pretty, I know. pretty boy. I like it. With I nobody like it. there. Bold. That was the
2: other thing. It's very, they also made the choice to have nobody there. That's yep. very done on purpose. And um, yeah. Well,
1: Corey says there's got to be more to a person's life than that. And mm-hmm. Feeney assures him, don't lightly dismiss something that meant the world to this woman. When anyone would ask her if she had children, she always said, I have 900. This makes Corey smile. She didn't have any kids of her own. And he responds, not everyone's that blessed. And you get the sense that Feeney is also talking about himself. Yep, himself. Mm, there absolutely. too. Yep. He continues, but she did have a place where she, where she was cared about. A place where she knew she belonged. I, for one, will miss her. And I'm going to start crying now. <laughs> Corey adds, now all her 900 kids are going to miss her too. Corey stands and looks at the casket before walking away how do you make sure people feel that they're wanted and they should be together even if they don't recognize it? And Feeney simply asks, do you recognize it? Corey says he does. Feeney says, then tell them. That's what friends are for. Corey thanks him and walks off. Feeney calls after him. And be careful crossing that highway, proving once again Feeney always knows what's going on in the life of everyone he cares about. Also, funeral home
0: is right across from... The trailer park, which is right across. No, I don't
1: think. No, no I, I don't think, think he's he means saying he's, when you go when to you go Sean's. Across. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah knows he knows what's going yeah. on. He knows exactly. Verna's back. Yeah, he knows where he's going. He yeah, knows what this entire thing.
2: Yeah, he, that's why he says that's what friends are for. Because he's talking. He knows he's talking. He knows about he's you. talking about Sean. And he doesn't. But the one thing he doesn't say though is if you ever want to see the lunch lady again, <laughs> just watch Speed. And he never said that. And
1: he should. That's shocking. It's a real missed opportunity. Just watch Speed. And then we're back at the Trailer View Motel. Corey knocks on Verna's number 19 door and she answers with a smile. If it isn't the little go-between boy, and what message do you carry today? Corey admits he's there on his own. Verna points out, you're awful dressed up. Do you intend on asking me to a picture show? Corey says he's dressed up because he just came back from saying goodbye to someone he really cared about. Verna says she's sorry. I love Corey tells her,
0: who is slightly poor in Boy Meets World has a southern accent. Just Why mean, is it a
1: picture show?
0: Who doesn't picture go to show? movies? You go, You're
1: bringing me to a picture
2: I'm
0: show, love? i getting the fevers. I'm getting it's the vapors. I'm going to go to a picture show and, we, I'm I'm picture show and have some South? sweet tea. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like, like we're in Pennsylvania. Poor <laughs> people can be yeah. less... Like lower middle class and not have Southern accent. (laughs) But no You're either from the South or you're from New York. That's (laughs) Philadelphia. (laughs) No actual
3: Philly accents, right? No, of course not.
1: (laughs) Corey tells her, look, I know you left because you guys weren't a happy family, but you wouldn't have come back this far to this place unless you felt like they were still your family waiting for you across the road. Verna confesses, I did the worst thing somebody can do. I gave up and left. She says it. it. She admits it. Mm. That's great. Corey counters, they felt like they drove you away. Verna asks, you've been back and forth between us. What do you think? And again, I'm so glad she asked. I love mm-hmm. that she asks. And I feel very much like she cares she actually about wants, what she, she wants she to know. Wants to know. Yeah. She wants mm-hmm. to know. She's yeah. truly talking this out with him, which mm-hmm. is a, a way a, uh, on sitcoms you never see. Never see. Adults True. and children engaging with each other, where the adult is putting as much weight on mm-hmm. this kid's opinion yep. as mm-hmm. if they were talking to Mr. Feeney. It's mm-hmm. to her, it's the same and I love it. It also removes any possibility that Corey is stepping overstepping his bounds. I'm not even sure if she didn't ask. I would feel like he's overstepping his bounds. I don't think I would. No, but they the fact wrote That, that she does well. ask yeah. is
0: is just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I think the things that are left out are like what's actually going on between her and Chet and what's actually going on in her personal life, which is vague for a reason. Yeah, Yeah. because you can't get into it on a kid's show. But I do think that we can fill in the blanks. Substance abuse, uh, cheating, uh, you know, any sort of like awful thing that adults are doing to each other that are outside of the purview of Corey, Sean, and the children watching. And that's That's fine, you know? But yes, yes, if this were a real play where a kid is going across a highway, she would be sitting there snorting lines of Coke and, like, having this conversation with him while she— you know, like, whatever. It would be, like, this crazy drama theater piece. But instead, it's like we're able to still have those complications without necessarily going full bore, which is cool. So, Corey Stutters, I think you can make a hole in somebody's
1: mashed potatoes, and you can make that gravy come down just like lava— And you can do it 3,000 times and they'll never appreciate it until the first day it's not there. But you, Mrs. Hunter, are so lucky because you get to come back and find out that they've learned to appreciate it now. Verna asks where the hell Corey got that metaphor, but instead asks... Oh, no. Verna should ask where the hell Corey got that metaphor, but instead asks, you think they want me back? Corey tells her, I think you'll never find out until you cross that highway and knock on the door. Mm. Verna starts to tear up telling Corey, you know... It's dangerous crossing that highway. He sighs. I know, but maybe once you get there, you'll be happy, so you'll just want to stay. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's dangerous crossing that highway. Is so beautiful. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. Corey makes his way toward the door, and Verna says, Sean's got a good friend. Corey responds, he's got a good mom, too. Lucky guy. And I was like, hmm. hold it. Hold a friend. <laughs> Let's not say he's got a good mom and he's lucky to have his mother. Then we're back in the Hunter's trailer. Chet's on the phone asking questions. And once he hangs up, he says, "Uh uh-oh. Sean asks, what's the matter? And Chet confesses, I could never lie to you, so I'll just tell you the truth. Your mama exploded. Sean doesn't get it. Obviously, (laughs) thinking literally. So funny. (laughs) That was a great line. (laughs) Chet follows up. She checked out of the motel this afternoon. Lord knows where she is by now. Sean asks, will you be chasing after her? And Chet says, not this time. Just then, there's a knock at the door. We all want it to be Verna. Again, it's Frankie. He tells them, I am here with a heavy heart. Somebody has something he would like to return to you. Herman appears behind his big brother with his head hung low. He's holding a pink bottle. Chet asks, all the valuable things we have in this trailer, and you steal our shampoo? What kind of weird little thief are you? Herman says,
0: Chet Lyon. What kind of weird little <laughs> thief weird little, are you? I was like, oh, weird this is why I was like, Blake you. is being wasted in this episode to some degree because just that weird little thief. I was like, yes, I want to <laughs> yep. hear more of that. So. Uh,
1: Herman says, I am sorry for my transgression and the betrayal of your trust. With that said, I return your G, your hair smells terrific, which is a real product. Is really? it really? It really is, yeah. And then Chet leans in and smells the boy's head. You used some, didn't you? Herman nods. I am shamefaced. Frankie announces, come Herman, we have other trailers to visit. Chet assures Sean that everything's going to be okay because they still have each other and they've got his secret plans. Sean laughs, don't start with the secret plans. Chet responds, no, all your life I've been telling you that I had these secret plans that could make us rich. Well, I think it's time I let you in on it. For the rest of my life, I'm going to be the best father you could have. But I guess till now, I've been keeping it a secret. Mm. Chet hugs his son and we see Sean's eyes get wide, and Sean tells him, I think your secret's out. Chet turns around, and we reveal Verna has been standing in the doorway. She asks with tears in her eyes if she can come in. Chet and Sean just stand there, speechless, and I was in tears. Hmm.
2: I was in tears because I hope Chet is as good a father to his other children.
1: <laughs> we don't care as much about them. They're not care the star about the of the show, Boys Meet World. Exactly. <laughs>
3: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Hi, I'm Danielle Fischel from Podmeets World. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the U.S.? The world is powered by entrepreneurs, and if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. In every episode, host Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business and how they have found success being their own boss, from the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently. So you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out season two of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia and Intuit QuickBooks. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere.
0: Deadlines at work! Your kid's screaming at you.
1: Non-stop
0: traffic! The world is ending! That's
2: a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandys.
1: Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Mm, not with this hair.
0: Play guitar with her father, Jedediah?
1: Depends on which Jedediah.
0: Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly.
1: Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And
2: each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and texture
0: that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler Elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So the next time you feel like you're
2: juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort.
0: Tell
1: the Elves Pod meets World sent ya.
2: They're real. I've seen them.
1: And then we're in the Matthews kitchen. Amy is setting up yet another breakfast spread for her family, but she already knows she's defeated. We hear a car horn honk and Morgan comes running down the stairs. Amy's one step ahead of her, opening the back door for her to run out. Eric and Alan walk down together. Eric's asking his dad if he can close up the store. Back door, you said it. I did, I said I did the back door. Not a side door. Not a side door, it's a back door. It is definitely a back door. Eric and Alan walk down together. Eric's asking his dad if he can close up the store tonight because he scored a date with sweet Cinda. Alan asks, why do you talk like that? Why can't you just say the young lady's name, Cindy? Eric clarifies, because her name's Cinda. Alan rolls his eyes, kisses Amy goodbye, and the, the two are right out Will the door. Had this
0: entire episode. This is where um, I, and I was see, like, where is
1: Will?
2: I didn't like, see, this is what I didn't like about this, is I didn't like the only person that has any kind of, um... Respect. It seems like for Amy after all of this is Corey. I would have loved for Corey to do what he obviously did with all the people at the school, which was to to get them to go and pay their respects to. So Amy comes down, and all of a sudden, all the sitting around—they're all sitting around the table waiting for her to come down. Maybe they've made breakfast for her. Something to where Corey went to the family and was like, "Yeah, we can't be. We can't be." overlooking this person anymore the way he obviously went to his friends in school and did oh, that no. and a whole like, family around the table is no, a, to me a I, better
0: way of doing it I than disagree because I, I yeah, feel no, like I, that would have been Corey trying to get props for it or to make a oh, scene so had, whereas this no. is like he's making a personal choice to like respect the person who has been feeding him or to just like let somebody know one to one I appreciate you and I think that's way more of a personal arc but then why not do the same? Why get all his friends
2: to come at the end to go pay respects to her?
0: That's just because it, that, that, yeah, I agree. Like, I, but it, he already went to the funeral home. He already did the personal thing there. Right. I think, you know, recognizing his mom and her effort here is just. Yeah, I would have, I would have
2: preferred it was if the whole family came together and realized, because it still makes Eric look like a. It still makes I Alan look terrible. Them I don't think of them to be honest.
0: Yeah. I just think it's just the way none everyone of, them have of everybody. The you know, fourth
2: like... or fifth time now, none of them have noticed a huge table full of food. And Amy just resigned with her head down. Opening the door, not a single person in the family notices that one time. Well, it's time. not Come that on. I just
1: think they don't necessarily know who, that everyone is leaving. Eric's usually the first person out the door, so he doesn't know necessarily that Alan doesn't stay and eat something, that Corey doesn't stay and eat something, that Morgan doesn't stay and eat something. Uh, and
0: I think they it's gotta very realize.
1: representative well, of I clean, real I life. I clean the
0: countertops in my house every day. All I like, all sure. I obsess over count clean countertops. Like I want sure. the kitchen table, all the tables. No one in my family, the two other people in my family, mm-hmm. ever notice. They never say. People yeah. walk into our house and they're like, wow, house looks great, writer. And I'm That's like, thank you. Different. But cleaning, it's like cleaning, every single day of my life. Different. And I will do it until yeah. the end of time. Because, but they, my, different, my wife and totally my child will thing.
2: never comment on it. No, it's a totally different thing. Cleaning <laughs> up your house time. is a different thing than coming down, than walking past a table full of set plates with food covering the entire table every single morning.
0: Well, it's a sitcom, so it's cartoony. But I know, I do think, but it doesn't do happen. That's that, what like, I'm saying. You know, I would
2: have liked them to sit and have a meal, is all I'm saying. Mm. That's you, it. I just, I would like to have said, because again. I think I, it would have
0: I, removed Corey's, it would have removed the power of what Corey's doing. because And what I love about Ben's performance is it's subtle. He just sits down. He's just like, hi, mom, I'm just going to eat with you and appreciate yeah. you today. No, I get and it. It's like, great. I, I, it's not again, a huge thing. Amy's not that upset about it. It's get just I a get nice it. thing.
2: I would like to have had it, Ben, the whole family. I just, I would have, It what is it? You just about don't like the appreci- way it makes you look. You That's like one the of the reasons makes- <laughs> I don't like the way it makes Eric look. I also right. don't like the way it makes Alan look. Right. I mean, Morgan yeah. is one thing, but we just, we just got off of an episode where Alan, where, where Amy made this sacrifice for the family and is like, I'm going to pick and pick this store and it's this beautiful thing. And now we're cutting to everybody blowing by her every morning, not giving, not caring at all about this woman. And so I think at the end, them sitting down and taking a moment as a family with Amy is a nice thing. Um, so the fact that Corey's the only one who recognizes it and doesn't pass by the $300 worth of food she makes every morning is a little was a little much for me. And I would like, I, yeah, I would like to have seen them all around the table at the end. And then Amy just kind of like looking around as her entire family is there. I think that would have been.
1: So Amy sits at the dining table by herself, looking disheartened, surrounded by the fruit plates. Then Corey walks down the stairs, polo, tight jeans, belt, and goes straight to the table to eat breakfast. (laughs) He looks her in the eyes and says, Mom, thanks for making me breakfast. Amy stares at him shocked until they said cut, which appeared to be a very long time. Yeah, (laughs) a long time. I I would have, my one thing was I would have wanted to, I wanted to see the shock go to appreciation. And Mm -hmm. and like, there was like, she was like this, Hold hold, I was like I was like smiled something feel good like let's I want to know that you feel good in this moment. Doing
2: the calculations in her head of if you notice the plates again, everybody getting fourteen scrambled eggs.
1: (laughs) How much money did I spend on this? Insane amount of food on the table. And then we're in the tag, we're at the funeral home, Corey, Feeney, and Mr. Turner are all at the funeral house together. Feeney admits to Corey, normally your little schemes alarm me, but I must say, with this one, you've outdone yourself. Turner agrees. I still think you take your mashed potatoes a little too seriously, but nice work. Corey says, the woman (laughs) did have 900 children. I just thought they should all get their chance to say goodbye. And then the camera pans to Sean, to Panga, Frankie, and all of Brenda's children, each holding a lunch tray with a flower on it to place on her casket. And I cried for
0: a third time. It's a very clever... Idea, like what a what a what a a great writing, like metaphor, whatever. I don't even know it's not metaphorical. I guess it's just like what a great writing thing. Like to have the tag be lunch line with flowers. Very clever. So just beautiful. Yeah. So
1: I just want to say, I know for me, season four episodes must be very impactful because, and I mean this with absolutely no disrespect, I have barely noticed. That Mr. Turner is not in the episodes. Mm-hmm. I yeah until, until he I showed saw up. him in the tag yeah and yeah. I was like oh gosh Tony yeah and so the fact that we we all through season two season two and three it is Sean and Turner Sean and Turner Sean and Turner and now Turner's just out of it and I I haven't even gone you know I really am missing
0: no these episodes are so strong. There's so Gosh. much going on. There's so I mean everybody. Yeah. No. I mean we have just hit so, our stride as a show. Like, so we have- what do you
1: think
2: happened? What do you think happened to make such a difference between the last season and this season? Because again, I have my problems with this episode, but it's still a solid episode. That's we're essentially four for four. Yes. Where it's really good. Everything did. Did producers change? Did writers change? Like what happened? Is Kendall still with us in season four?
0: Good question. Or did he only do so. two and three? I, I, he was directing after season four, but I'm right. not sure if he was still producing. Um, I know that Michael had left seasons two and three to go work on other shows, so he might have recommitted to coming back to our show. On so he might be overseeing season four more. We had more money, obviously. That makes a I difference. Think we were more confident. I think the show had... Just hit its stride. I think every yeah. every you know. I think it's just the time it takes to become a team and to become a confident show. Like you can cl- you could see in season two and three these like forays into oh let's make it a Sean episode, let's make it a an Eric episode, let's make it a Topanga. We're kind of all and now I feel like we've done a lot of exploring and everybody's pretty. Soft. It's like we've built the foundation for all these characters right. and all these different you know even even Alan like having the the store now. It's like it just feels like. The foundation has been laid. Now we can just do good storytelling. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's, it's, I just it's didn't just know if there solid. was some kind of change. And by
2: the way, I'm not saying that, oh, God, Kendall left, so it got better. Kendall, we right. loved Kendall. He was amazing. Right. Um, I'm just wondering if there was any kind, what kind of the changes were. Because it's, they, I mean, you look at the first four episodes of season three, next to the first four episodes of season four. I mean, there's no comparison. I mean, season four is nailing it. Like every week. So I'm yeah. just wondering what the differences were. The money helps, I'm sure. Oh yeah, obviously.
1: throwing money at us. Yeah, yeah. Sure. seriously. Yeah. Uh, and I do just think we've all hit our stride as far as feeling comfortable. And, yeah, we're all better. We're, yeah, we're all yeah. older. Yeah. You know, older. Yeah. like
0: yeah, I feel like Danielle and I are acting like we're we have characters. We're there. Yeah. Danielle is a regular. For the first oh yeah, that makes this a big is difference. the
1: episode of uh, we've hit it. This is peak Danielle.
0: This, this one, was, this, was, this, this one,
1: is
2: this is so all downhill from here at this point. No, no,
1: uh, this, this, the, probably the rest of the season is all the best it'll ever get. Oh,
2: okay. So like we've got it, some more time before you just start really sliding down. You'll,
1: you'll eventually yeah. start to see it where it's just, wow, turn it off. But, uh, okay, this from, from this moment on is where it's just great. It ever gets better.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough.
1: So join us for our next episode, season four, episode five, Shallow Boy. Oh, this is the classic. episode we wow. have been told the most about by fans going into season four. I Crazy. don't remember one thing about it. Oh, I remember not little. I remember I, don't remember
0: I can quote lines from this, one. this one. It's like Shallow Boy and Chick Like Me are probably two of the greatest, like, just tight Perfectly written episodes. Perfect. I remember oh. everything I don't about remember this a single thing. You I know.
1: can't wait to watch it because maybe stuff will come back to me, but I don't remember, I don't know anything about what the storyline is. I know nothing. So I'm very excited to see it. Um, and thank you all for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, PodMeetsWorldShow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Wear your merch to a
0: picture show.
1: <laughs> PodMeetsWorldShow.com. Writer,
0: send us out. We love you all. Pod Dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Wilfred L., and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production Danielle Romo. Producer and editor Tara Sudbachsch. Producer Maddie Moore. Engineer and Boy Meets World superman Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. Follow us on Instagram at podmeetsworldshow or email us at pod meets world show at gmail.com.
2: Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through four fourteen twenty four 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a straight-talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limited five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all in the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto-pay discount.
3: An epic matchup
1: between your two favorite teams. And you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge... Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.